Welcome to the Castelli Podcast, the show that takes you behind the scenes of your favorite sport and introduces you to the characters within it. In this week's episode, our tri-division manager, Banner Pliner, is joined by one of the world's top female triathletes, Laura Phillip. Just before the top female triathletes gather in Hawaii for the historic Kona World Championship this Saturday, Bernard had the privilege of sitting down with a remarkable German athlete for a chat about her journey to becoming one of the best in the game. She's not only a top athlete, but also a shining example of a healthy lifestyle and a powerful source of motivation for countless individuals. We hope you will enjoy this episode and please make sure to rate us and follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Laura, first of all, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, I really appreciate your time during this busy period of the year, the season. Uh, as a beginning, I wanted to make an introduction of yourself. Can you briefly describe yourself for all the people who don't know you that well, who don't follow triathlon on a regular basis? Uh, can you talk a little bit about your personality, your achievements, uh, whatever you want to add. Yes, sure. So first of all, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's nice to talk to you here on the podcast. Uh, usually we talk about all the Castelli equipment, racing plans and so on. So yeah, it's uh, cool to be here. And uh, yeah, my name is Laura Philipp. I'm a professional triathlete from Germany. I'm a professional triathlete since 2016. Before that, I worked as a physiotherapist um, and yeah, then slowly started to have success in the sport and that allowed me to cut down my work and uh, yeah, then uh, 2016, I decided I would go all in and see what I can do as a professional athlete and uh, focus 100% on the sport and yeah, my way into the sport was a bit unusual, so I have no background in swimming, biking or running. The only sport I uh, did was rock climbing, um, but I did rode my bike to school and that was 60k per day. So I did collect quite some bike miles without knowing that I, they would come handy one day. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I actually started running with my dog um, and I hated running. And uh, one, yeah, once I got over this uh, phase where um, I struggled to, you know, do 3K, my dog started to hate running and I became better and better and I actually started to love it. And today I can, yeah, actually call it a strength of mine. So it's quite funny how I, yeah, got into contact with uh, at least biking and running, um, but the only part missing was the swim. And, uh, I watched a triathlon back in 2011, I think. Uh, some friends of mine did a triathlon. I had no idea, no idea about the sport at all, but it looked like fun. So that was the moment when I decided I want to challenge myself and see if I can do a triathlon. And the only thing missing was the swim part. So from that moment on, I decided, okay, I need to learn how to swim freestyle and yeah that was my personal challenge and project back then and the following year i did my first triathlon and from that moment on i fell in love with the sport i think it's one of the most beautiful sports in the world it's yeah it never gets boring you can train so many different things and 
I started with non-drafting Olympic distance races. So that's 1.5K swim, 40K bike, and a 10K run. I stepped up to the um, Ironman half distance. That's 2K swim, 90K bike, and a half marathon. And then, uh, yeah, I got better from year to year. And back in 2018, I decided I want to do my first Ironman. That was Ironman Barcelona. and. Uh, yeah, it went pretty well. I, uh, yeah, I think I did the fastest debut time of all women and it's still um, the fastest time. So yeah, that was a pretty cool experience and something that showed me that apparently my strength is on the longer distances. And yeah, so from since 2018, I'm competing over the 70.3 and the Ironman distance. And I've done the Ironman Hawaii twice, uh, 2019, and then last year, the Ironman Hawaii didn't took place during the Corona phase. So yeah, last year was only my second time. I um, came in fourth two times. And this year, right now, I'm actually already starting to prepare for the race again. And uh, yeah, you can imagine I'm very hungry to uh, finally step up on the podium, if that's possible. <laughs> We are really looking forward to that and very interesting journey. It was quite quite impressive to hear how you how you got into the sports and uh, what inspired you the most. Do you also have a professional athlete you are always looking forward to watching? Maybe at the beginning of your, of your career, was it totally not the case? You just liked all the three sports, like you said before. Uh, accepting the challenge, getting better, running with with your dog, and and seeing the progress. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, to be honest, it was never really a goal of mine to become a professional athlete. So, it just happened, and I fell in love with it. Uh, why I just thought it's a hobby, but um, yeah, I I then uh, felt that it's something I'm good at, and of course that motivates you to see how far you can come and uh, yeah with uh, the little success that I had and it got more and I started to earn some prize money and all these things uh, yeah that definitely um, fired me up to see if I can actually become a professional athlete and earn my money with uh, the sport and yeah um, that was an exciting phase to be in when I was still very unsure if I can actually make it to the top and be competitive. But I think uh, the love for the sport and for working out, that's really my biggest motivator. Yeah, I, I'm really um, fortunate that I can actually make a living out of it. Oh, thanks. Uh, we are uh, looking at your your results and, uh, and your Palmares. It's pretty impressive. You have a a number of Ironman victories, long distance, half distance, uh, some Olympic distance races, but you even raced uh, Xterra a couple of years ago. So you are you are a very versatile and, and uh, athlete who can compete on different distances, different sports. Would you say is the, the biggest achievement you are the most proud of? Yeah, it's hard to point out one race. Um, I think it's uh, yeah there are multiple things that i'm proud of um, i often have to remind myself you know where i come from and how far i've come already 
I definitely like to mix things up. I think uh, trying different things, leaving your comfort zone by jumping on a mountain bike instead of a um, Tantra bike or road bike definitely makes you a better athlete um, and a more round, well-rounded athlete. Um, but yeah, for me personally, mentally especially, there have been a few milestones and I think the most important uh, was winning my first middle distance against some strong competition and against athletes that uh, I used to look up to and uh, you know then beating them that was definitely very yeah strong um, experience for myself I think uh, from that moment on I knew okay I can actually beat them and uh, maybe win more races yeah I think when you experience to win races and you feel how good this feels you know to be on top that definitely yeah you get addicted to it and you want to get more of it and i think this definitely helps you to to trying to improve yourself every year because you still want to be able to um yeah win races and develop as an athlete and after that middle distance wins uh, i think doing my first ironman was definitely also a very a strong experience for my mind especially because I never thought I could actually do this distance. Uh, it sounded so long and also a bit boring in a way, you know, to be out there for so many hours. And I'm usually a very unpatient person, so it was definitely a challenge for me, you know, not to start full gas on the bike, for example. Um, Ironman racing is different. You need, really need to know that you have like eight, nine hours ahead of you and you can't uh, burn all your matches uh, in the first hour, for example. Yeah, I think this was definitely a really good challenge for me uh, also to develop uh, as a person, you know, to gain new strength. Now I think I can um, handle um, yeah, my, my temperament <laughs> way better than before. And yeah, definitely one race that sticks out for me is Ironman Hamburg, um, the European Championship last year, where I definitely had one or maybe my strongest performance so far. Um, I came very close to the um, world record back then. Now we have a new one <laughs> set at Challenge Roth. But uh, yeah, um, last year, I think that was a really strong race of mine and definitely uh, an amazing performance uh, that showed me what I have within myself. And I think having those experience always helps you to develop as an athlete because you you experience breaking your own barriers um, and uh, setting the bar higher for yourself. And uh, yeah, so I think uh, the first experiences and then Hamburg last year definitely stick out. Thanks. That leads into my next question of always, you said it before, the world record got beaten just a few weeks ago at Challenge Roth. So that means you as an athlete, you always have to find those marginal gains. What do you do to, to improve in, in these areas like training, nutrition, recovery? Yeah, I think you already mentioned uh, a few important areas. Um, I think to be fast at long distance triathlon, it's, it needs many things. Um, I think I had a lot of uh, potential just on the training side because uh, I never did any professional sport or so um, just uh, following a structured training um, already 
helped me so much to improve in all three disciplines and learning how to swim at a very late age. Um, of course, I also or maybe have the most potential on the swim and focusing on the right technique is also something I, I do for all three sports, but swimming probably sticks out as it's a very technical sport. Also running is very technical, biking also, you need some skills and uh, it does make a difference how you actually pedal, for example, how your foot position is and so on. Um, so we do pay a lot of uh, attention to those details and then of course you have to recover the training and uh, Recovery is definitely something I think I underestimated in the beginning. Um, it was also hard for me because I was still working in the beginning, so I had to balance both. Um, there was not so much time uh, for me to recover between sessions. And, and uh, back then, I think I would say sleep was my most powerful recovery tool. But uh, when I started to um, be a full-time professional athlete, I also paid more attention to recovery between sessions and uh, also one part you mentioned is nutrition and also nutrition has a very powerful impact on recovery. It's what you, how you fuel your sessions. I think this is still something many athletes underestimate, um, especially also age group athletes. Then of course also what you eat, so you're not eating only crap. Um, but uh, good food and I think this is definitely something I'm focusing on but then of course you also mentioned the, the material side um, with Castelli as one of my strongest partners um, especially also performance partner um, it's also super important what you wear as an athlete I go for example to the wind tunnel with my bike setup to see how aero my whole setup is this is um, for the bike frame, the components, the tires, but of course also the race suit. And I think this is especially an area we, both of us, we have worked together closely over the last years, um, especially being a part that's really fun to do, like to try out new things, um, give feedback, and then also test them in the wind tunnel to actually, you know, not only go or give feedback by feel, but actually uh, seeing numbers and testing stuff um, yeah, maybe you know. I mean, we worked together since many years now. Do you know how many years? I think we started in the, for the season 27, if I remember. Uh, 2017, sorry. Yeah. If I remember right. So if I go through the through my mind, what what developments we did together, we've seen some some pretty big steps forward in terms of aerodynamics, fits, and also design. How we how we create a new design and. Uh, every season so it's also part a fun part of not just myself but also our entire team in our di in, uh, different divisions to to always keep improving find something new and uh, what also looks good not just being fast I think it's also also yeah. something what you are really looking forward to not, to not just have some some basic fast stuff but you also want to look cool and and uh, outstanding that makes you feel even stronger then, I guess. Absolutely, you make that point there for sure. I think uh, for men and for women, um, the way we look, this is important. If we look good and we feel good in our suit uh, and feel fast, uh, then we go fast. And I'm always looking forward to, you know, suit up in my race suit. Um, it's always uh, yeah, a special feeling. I don't really train in my race suit. So I, yeah, it's definitely only for 
for race day. So it's it's a, a special feeling every time. And uh, I'm just thinking, do you remember maybe from the start? I know this is highly individual for every athlete, but I'm just thinking if I can remember how many watts we have developed over the time, you know, with just improving the suit. Do I you think remember? if I go through the different models we had, uh, fit-wise, I think, and fabrics, fit, textile of the different fabrics, different features, I'm sure it is something between 20, 30 watts for sure. Yeah, and this is great, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine uh, how many hours I have to train to get stronger to then push 30 watts more yeah. or just get them um, by wearing the right stuff. Uh, this always is mind-blowing for me to actually see this also then in the wind tunnel. And, uh, but I, I think this also shows how important it is to pay attention to those details. Yeah, I think in my beginning, I had no idea about all those things. So I didn't know that, uh, you know, having a normal bike bottle in my frame is around 10 watts slower, for example. So yeah, um, being part of the process and doing the tests uh, was really eye-opening. And from that moment on, of course, I was really hooked. I want now um, maybe it's a bit like an addiction. You want to get faster and find more gains everywhere. And of course, uh, with the level I am at now, it gets harder and harder. And uh, the gains you make, they get smaller. But I think it's still fun to, to look for them. And you mentioned Challenge Roth, where a new world record was set by Daniela Reef. Um, I think this was a nice reminder once again that also I have to go back to the drawing board and scratch my head where I can improve. Um, that was actually quite fun over the last few weeks. We did make our homework. We went into the wind tunnel again. Um, we also looked at my training and tried to find areas where we see that I can maybe improve until Kona. That's uh, the next big, big racing goal for myself. And uh, hopefully, um, yeah, I will be a better comp competitor for Daniela then. No, I'm, I'm sure you will be. So this is, as you said before, it all takes time. This 20, 30 watts, what I've been mentioning before, is not, has not been achieved within one year. So it was a process. And the steps, of course, will get smaller and smaller. But it's really good to hear that you are really uh, keen on working on on these small little steps to make to make you even faster and better. Because this is also part of our DNA has always been the, within the Castelli DNA, and this will always uh, remain one of our key areas where we want to make our athletes faster, more comfortable, performing on a, on a better and, and faster level. So this is this is good and make them look good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always that always comes along to, with our design team. We always try to make something absolutely. And I think uh, what's also important for me as a female athlete is that uh, you at Castelli, you definitely pay attention to female needs. And uh, I know also uh, both of us we had discussions about um, you know how can we improve products um, for women. And I think this definitely stands out that all of the um, kids um, 
they they always have like some nice features that that look nice but the fit is also very very good and of course uh, at the end comfort or the way something fits is at the end more important than the look but if the look is also good that's win-win and uh, i think that's something you guys are doing a really really good job yes yeah, i'm always happy you know when i go out on a ride and uh, then i count um other cyclists that wear castelli and uh, at least at the area where i live in heidelberg in germany um i would say like uh, 80 percent or maybe even more people wear castelli and uh, the funny thing is that the if the weather is bad then it's even more so seems like you have some pretty good products for bad weather as well so there's no excuse not to ride outside <laughs> um, so that's always fun to see for me when i'm out training well that's good good to hear there's always that backs up our our goal when we start a partnership that you you're always keen on being involved in making our products better especially in the women's area what can we improve what what maybe we don't have in our mind when we are looking into a normal product for men so it's always good to have a, a neat uh, female feedback from different levels from you as a professional but also from the everyday rider uh, that's that's definitely very useful and helps us also to improve our products for for the everyday cyclist what do you think what is the or what product is your favorite do you have one favorite or you say okay these are, these are my three five favorite picks um it's hard to pick one product because i have many but i think right now in summertime um the climbers jersey is definitely one of my favorites um the fit is great um yeah you still feel like you get some air to your skin um that's definitely something i wear a lot at the moment and uh then also the aero jersey is one of my favorites. Um, then the Gabba, of course, I think this is one of the, for many people, one of the favorite products. Um, it definitely stands out because you're so well prepared for every kind of weather conditions. I, you know, I often ride in the Swiss Alps and for there it's just perfect. You know, even when you have like a little bit of rain, you still stay dry and warm and uh, for the descents, it's just perfect. So. Those three are definitely very much some of my favorite products. But then also what's actually maybe more important than the um, kit is, uh, you know, having a good padding on the pants and uh, the bib shorts. And I think they definitely stand out. And I ride many hours, so I'm definitely a good person to test uh, the, the padding. Yeah, that's, that's good to know that you they also pay attention to these details. As far as I remember, if I'm not completely wrong, you are, you just you received a couple of weeks ago, you received some secret samples to test for the next summer collection. So this is always something we are looking forward to, to get your feedback on, on the new prototypes, to make to make the last updates and changes before they they the final uh, bulk production gets started. Yes, and there's some exciting stuff coming. I, I love to ride around and test it and yeah i think uh, yeah the designers they always do a good job sometimes i'm surprised about the colors or the match uh, the how they look but then um, you know wearing them it always surprised me um, 
how good it actually looks uh, when I wear it, even if maybe, you know, some colors I wouldn't probably choose when I look uh, at them just on a picture, but then seeing them um, when I have them on always surprise, sometimes surprise me. And that's also cool to see um, um, that it's always uh, also good to, to try something new, maybe a new color or a new fit. And uh, yeah, uh, that's definitely also a big par fun part of our partnership. Um, to try those things and then uh, give you feedback on them. Is there a product what is not in the collection yet or not even on the market? What you could, what you are dreaming of? What, what should it be capable of? What, what uh, purpose should it uh, need, uh, match? So there's, uh, uh, yeah, there's actually one product I would love to test, and that's a bib short that is made for time trialing. So. You know, most of the bib shots, they have a pickup padding under the seat bones, so more in the back um, of the butt. But on my time trial bike, um, I know this from bike fit sessions where we measure saddle pressure, for example. Um, the part of the saddle that I use is very small and it's uh, very much in the front of my saddle. So I actually sit on my symphysis bone and not on the seat bones. So everything is more yeah forward um, and usually the padding um, is less in the front so what i would love to test is have a bib short that actually has thicker padding in the front where i definitely experience most of the pressure while i ride on my tt bike and uh, you know my seat bones they only get contact with the saddle when i'm actually on the base bar or riding up a hill so on most uh, if I'd go on a flat ride, I probably wouldn't need uh, that padding in the back. And uh, yeah, I would just love to see if this is actually as comfortable as I imagine it to be, or if I'm totally wrong. And yeah, I also talk with other women about it. And maybe it's even uh, also important for men um, that uh, they also um, would love to test something like this. So yeah, maybe you already have an uh, opinion on that. <laughs> that that's, an, that's definitely an interesting thought. We know that there's a lot of uh, tech going on in the, in the saddle developments at the moment. So there has been a big, a big focus from the industry to work on different saddles, different width and uh, paddings, and also how the saddle is designed, the length of the saddle, then adjusting your position and saddle height. So it's a lot of details that that come into play in this area so definitely a very interesting and and very important especially for the pro athletes very important area uh, you obviously training a lot uh, that always i can imagine sometimes is not so easy to always being motivated uh, on the highest level or keep the motivation high uh, and when uh, looking in the areas where you are training you are picking quite nice destinations sometimes for your for their training camps for your pre-season preparation it's like uh, Mallorca, Girona you're doing a lot of uh, weeks uh, in San, in St. Moritz even in winter time summer time why do you pick these areas or is there a special purpose behind or is just you like to to have the variety of your of your surroundings and your training destination yeah I think it's a mixture of both though First of all, in triathlon, we have this saying that the champions of summer and triathlon is a summer sport are made in winter time. So 
winter time is definitely a super important uh, period for my preparation. That's where you build a strong base that you can race on um, during the race season. And obviously in Germany, winter can be quite cold. We have snow and ice and it can be quite tricky to train outside. Um, so when I'm back home, I do a lot or most of my training indoors and uh, it's very effective, but it can definitely also get a bit boring. So it's good um, to yeah, mix it up and go on training camps here and there. And uh, yeah, you just mentioned some of the most beautiful locations. Mallorca is obviously great for riding and also Girona. And uh, during winter time, I would prefer those destinations where I know I find really good roads for riding. I think the most uh, important is to actually be able to ride your bike outside um, because you quite fast lose the feel for speed or also your technical skills for the descents and stuff. Um, and then sometimes it's just easier to go hard outside. You know, for example, if I have to ride intervals on the turbo trainer indoors, it's much harder for me personally. I don't really know why it is. Maybe it's mentally, um, but yeah, it's definitely so much easier to um, do those training sessions outside. So that's one reason why we like to go on training camps. And uh, sometimes your injury risk is also lower if you train in warmer conditions. So that's definitely a second uh, yeah, option. And then my coach and husband, Philip Seib, he's a big fan of high altitude training. And that's why we love to go to St. Moritz during winter time. Um, of course, then you can't really ride outside, but we can do cross-country cross, cross skiing, um, which we find is also very, very beneficial for triathletes. It's actually good for your swim, your bike and your run performance. It's like a whole body workout and we love to include it. And then I think if you want to compete at the top of any sport, maybe at the moment, I think you have to do high altitude training camps. Um, it's a legal way of improving, you know, your um, blood cell production and uh, to increase your performance. And I know this doesn't work for everyone, but um, yeah, luckily I am a responder to high altitude training. Um, so that's why we try to include it over the year for several weeks. And uh, yeah, then a nice uh, side effect is that St. Moritz is definitely a super beautiful training location. I love to ride all the passes in summertime and uh, yeah, you can do beautiful runs and rides and uh, also quite some nice swims. The water in the lake is very cold. Uh, so if you're brave enough, you can jump in, but otherwise you also have a nice pool up there. That also, I want to touch briefly, also your, also touches the training area, the, the business you run together with your husband, Philip, the kick-ass sports business, uh, you obviously also spending some, some time and energy in this, this project. What, what is the, how do you feel at the moment with, uh, while you are still a hundred percent professional athlete, how much time does it cost for you and uh, how do you see because we see that you are a very uh, person that can motivate and and uh, the community uh, almost like no one else and you have a really big impact in motivating people to have a not not maybe not just being a 
uh, a sports uh, competitor, but just uh, having a, a healthy and an active lifestyle. So this is kind of a, of a big, big approach for, for Philip and yourself for the future and also right now. How do you see this this part of your of your daily routine? Well, first of all, thanks for your kind words. Um, yeah, um, I actually experienced that it's so much fun to help um, yeah, other athletes, especially age-bridge athletes, to, to show them that, it's, uh, that you can also live a healthy lifestyle and you know, be um, a professional athlete where it's actually all about performance. But I think health and being happy, healthy is especially for myself, one of the biggest uh, yeah, performance boosters. Um, I think if you're healthy, then you're fast. And I want to show that it's possible to be at the top of your sports, but don't sacrifice everything in order to be there. So that's also where my slogan Faster with Cake comes from. I think it's so important to find the right balance and the balance that's right for yourself. So if you enjoy to eat a piece of cake, do so it will help you you know to sustain um yeah that that lifestyle for longer and uh, um with kicker sports we actually um yeah founded the company because we saw the need to show especially amateur athletes that it doesn't take you know the sacrifice some pro athletes show um others you know that you have to live on top of a mountain don't can't have contact to any family members or you can't even have a partner or whatever. That may be the case for a few people, but uh, not for most. And I also think it's so unnecessary. Um, and yeah, uh, we want to pass on, you know, our knowledge, a um, little bit of a best of of what we developed over the last years and uh, one of the things is also that I see so many athletes just training too much too hard uh, too many hours uh, beside their you know job and having family and kids and they still think they need to do those five six hour rides and train super hard every day so um, yeah we just uh, founded this company to pass on training programs, knowledge to educate people. And I think education is one of the yeah, most important things uh, in life. You know, uh, you need to uh, get the knowledge to help yourself. And that's what we try to, um, as I mentioned in the beginning, that uh, for my personal development, it was so important to focus on technique, for example. And it's way more important to maybe spend an hour on technique development than doing another hour run session just randomly. And you can make so many more gains out of this. And I think this is something we put together in a training program and also an education program. So you can also visit some education um, lessons where we actually teach you how to swim, bike or run. And uh, yeah, you mentioned that I, I love to um, you know, work with people. I, I love to motivate uh, other people and especially this one-to-one -one work where I actually meet with the athletes and uh, give them advice on how to run, for example, um, and seeing them making progress in just two hours, for example. Um, yeah, that's so much fun and definitely something I would love to spend more time doing. 
uh, but right now it's tricky. I, I, join, I join those uh, sessions here and there and I'm also definitely um, yeah, a very uh, creative uh, mind in the background at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something I see myself doing much more of in the future. Oh, well, uh, you have a, you are not alone. You, you and Philip, you have a great team of coaches and trainers. I was experienced and meeting some of them at Challenge Roth. It was really impressive how big the group is, how, how much buzz and, and engagement they created at the expo area. You even did some, some test education. So it was really fun to see what you are doing for the community, not just for yourself, but also what you try to give back to To the, to the tri community to always get more and, and other people into the to the sports that was really really interesting and fun to see that that's something I think what should more more athletes should do that uh, that have a, a good following and a good who are popular and have a, have an impact in, in doing that I think this is really important to to grow the sports and, and being a, a, a better and more active person in general yeah absolutely. Yeah, what they did in Roth was great. It was also very motivational for me. Um, I mean, I was there as an athlete and uh, especially also on race day, the cheering they did, that was exceptional. And uh, yeah, when I look back at those pictures, it's really, really cool what they did. Um, so yeah, I think they showed a lot of passion and that's uh, what, what we want to stand for. Um, we do this with uh, so much passion. And uh, yeah, I think if, if uh, fun is your biggest uh, motivator then it's easy also to do hard training um, and to focus on goals and yeah it's it's a really cool project and uh, I hope many more people will jump on and so we can actually live it together. Well Laura before we wrap up our conversation I would have one more one last question uh, about the future what do you have any specific goal what you want to achieve in life it be can be sports related or in general what you are what you are really looking forward to is there something or you just you don't have that plans that are so long term no there's not like one thing um, of course uh, i would love to um, win the ironman hawaii or the ironman world championship next year we will be in nice uh, this is something i'm also very looking forward to i think it's exciting course different course so that's on the sporting side um, of course i would love to win a world championship title but i also know how hard it is and uh, that so many things have to come together and how many talented athletes um, i have to beat in order to be world champion so um, you know It's a dream of mine and I think I do have the potential to do it, but um, I wouldn't say, you know, that I, um, I, I couldn't be happy if I don't achieve that. I think uh, what I'm strong at that I actually love, I enjoy the, just the daily life and I'm not someone who is living, you know, for the future. I live in the moment and that's why it's also tough for me, you know, to point out goals. Of course, I have some goals, but I, I don't judge uh, myself on if I achieve them or not. Um, if I know I do everything to get there, but uh, if it doesn't work out, I know I can find something else that I'm passionate about. Um, I would actually, besides of triathlon, I would love to do maybe um, a bike race or something like this, like to see how I would perform in other sports that could be 
focusing on running for, a, you know, maybe a year or focusing on cycling for a year and then try out yeah, how, how, I, how I can perform if I focus on one sport. That's something I'm curious about um, because as a child, you always feel like, you know, you're good at three, but you're not really good if you compare yourself to the specialists. And sometimes, yeah, yeah, I would love to see what I could do if I would focus on one sport. Maybe it would get very boring, I don't know. But uh, as you said in the beginning, you know, I tried out uh, different things already. And this is definitely something um, I would love to do. And uh, I think even age doesn't really play a factor in that. It's, uh, I think if, you, if you're able to live a healthy life and you look good after your body, you can actually be competitive for a very long time. And so, yeah, um, I think once I'm done with triathlon, there's still something waiting for me. Now we can definitely guarantee that we will support you in, in your sports area in, in the best possible way. So that's definitely what we are looking forward to. And thanks a lot from my side to, for all the time you, you spent for the conversation now. And I wish you all the best for the remainder of the 2023 season. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for listening and your time.